Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me is my better half, the Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on in Hillbilly Land over there? Not too much. The uh, it must be getting a little bit warmer around here because the the uh, chickens have started laying eggs again. I got I collected five eggs today, and I had eight on tuesday so doing pretty good so you can basically retire now yeah getting close to it (laughs) retirement i I suspect in about six months i'll be able to just cash in all these eggs and ride off into the sunset move move to mexico like you yeah (laughs) oh man it's so funny i mean the the price of eggs here are a little more expensive but it's still like you get like a dozen for a dollar fifty or something like that. Not bad. I don't think they'll they won't let you bring eggs in to the country though. So you would have to unload those in the US before you uh before you got here, which would make sense. I mean, I guess okay. you could see how many you can fit in your prison wallet and just smuggle them in that way, but <laughs> well, you don't bring sand to the beach, you know. We got <laughs> eggs here. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. The uh not much has changed over here. It's still uh, really nice weather, really crowded, and my living situation is not much better. At least you have a pretty background today. Yeah, you know, I'm in a I'm in a new place, and they have a lot of abstract art on the wall. So it's actually it's the the best Airbnb that I've found over the last month or so. Uh, the the last uh, two places have been not great. They basically, I would have hired the photographer that they used. You know, they like put all, the, they put more fucking filters on these pictures than a chick on Tinder. It's ridiculous. You get in there, it's like, oh, wow, the, like this place is a fucking shithole. And they made it look unbelievable online. And and by the way, people need to be more critical of these Airbnb. I, I fucking hate people on vacation. For some, for whatever reason, they seem to really give inflated reviews of the, every restaurant's the best fucking restaurant and like it's not and like this airbnb had like a four point something like approaching five stars and it was like i would never stay there ever again and if it wasn't a non-refundable i would have fucking moved out i wouldn't have stayed there um but yeah people are like oh yeah it's a great play blah, blah, blah. it's it's not it was a dump have you seen there's actually dump. there's actually research on that that like if you look across Amazon as a as a whole, that reviews average about four point two stars. Like even like nobody will give bad reviews because they feel like uh, I don't know. There's like some sort of a sense of like a moral obligation to be nice to the people who are selling stuff or something. Like it's that it's a I I need to find the article about it because it is really interesting. The like the psychology that goes into the reason why people give good reviews even on bad stuff i guess i guess i'm a sociopath so like if something's bad i'll give it a z or i'll give it a one and be like if i could write this negative i would give it negative like i, I always yeah. put i, I, I always mean put what's scathing, the point scathing, you, scathing comments. <laughs> yeah you're like setting people up for a fucking for a horrible experience if you're not being honest about the place i mean you know that there was a rooftop pool and jacuzzi jacuzzi didn't work uh, the place like fuck had no ventilation. It was a ground floor apartment with one window. 
So no ventilation in Mexico equates to like a fucking musty, mil- moldy, mildewy smell throughout the place that you can't get rid of. Didn't even have garbage can. I've never seen that before. It had like little tiny waste baskets that you'd put in the bathroom maybe as their main garbage can. Uh, the cabinets were just like fucking the cheapest pieces of shit. Like all the finishes were cheap shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Didn't have like anything. Didn't have paper towels. Didn't have supply, like no supplies whatsoever. And just, it was mostly just the the fucking like moldy smell. I, I'm very sensitive to that apparently. And I can't, it was like the first place I've had that didn't have it. And uh, man, I don't know. The people need to be honest about these reviews. And the other thing about Airbnb that's driving me crazy is how much fucking lobbying the hotel industry did to get the government involved to make them to make it so much more expensive for Airbnb to operate. I was looking into this because I think I'm going to rant about it on the Substack for the uh, paid subscribers, but I'll tease it a little bit here. I mean, like the the cost of Airbnb has gone through the fucking roof. I mean, not only are they collecting taxes on all these places now, but the the fee is crazy and you'll end up paying the equivalent of like uh, a one night stay in the fee for using airbnb which is insane i mean it's it's basically the same price as a hotel now um and around here that you know they a lot of people have like these investment properties that they airbnb and they farm out the responsibilities to these like management companies and if it's one of these management companies, the place is just completely neglected. And it's just, yeah, they like they won't have anything there for you. There's no like, uh, there's nothing to like welcome you. It's, it's all just like, you know, key entry. And then like, you have to ask for shit. You have towels, you have fucking blankets, you have this, you have that. And they'll, maybe they'll respond and bring it to you. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's really gone downhill. Like the because the, the hotels don't want to uh, compete, you know, none of these establishment um, places want to compete with with newcomers. So they just lobby the government to pass a bunch of fucking legislation to overregulate um, Airbnbs and VRBOs and everything. And so that increased their costs. They passed those costs on to us. And now it's more expensive for uh, anybody to stay anywhere. It's wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's enough about that. <laughs> What I wanted to uh, talk about, the big story that I've seen today, I don't know if you've got anything on your plate. It didn't sound like it. It's been kind of a slow uh, a slow week for news. Yeah. I don't know if it's been a slow week or if I haven't been paying attention. I've, I personally have had a bunch of other stuff that I've been really kind of keyed in on and focused on this week. And so I, I'm sort of, sort of zo- uh, zoned out a little bit because I was because I was dedicating a lot of time to other stuff. But yeah, I, I haven't, like, you would think if there was something big going on, like we would see it on Twitter. I'd, like, other than the, there's, um, oh, did you watch the the Bills-Bengals game over the weekend? I did. Although, I by the time that game started, I had polished off, like, two bottles of wine, so I don't remember much of it. Then say so the... Yeah. I, I don't know the, how much I paid attention to it, but it was on in the background. I mean, if you're a Bills or if you're a Bengals fan, it was a good game. Otherwise, it was uh, definitely. Oh wait, that was the first game, right? Yeah, yeah, I watched. That. Well, I I went for a beach walk at like half. I like because it was it was a fucking blowout. I mean, I don't think they ever got within 14 points of them, did they? Yeah, um, they made it competitive at one point, but I mean, there was. After like after the first quarter, really, there was no real doubt that the Bengals were going to win. Like unless they just had one of those like epic monumental collapses, and Joe Burrow was not known for that type of a thing. So uh, it it seemed pretty pretty convincing who was going to win. But the big thing that kind of came out of that was the the whole Demar Hamlin making a an appearance at the stadium, except that like everything about that was just as weird as you could like ever imagine it was uh i don't know uh actually let me try to pull up the video and play it because 
there was a like a little montage video of him at the stadium and was it, it was this before the game or like at halftime or something cuz i missed it it was like during the game yeah all right here we go i don't know if that's my name oh damn it yeah there was a there was a montage of him like supposedly at the game and it's like super super weird what what's so weird about it hang on i got it okay. i'm pulling it up we're we're going to yeah. we're going to see just how weird it was all right you ready yep oh, looks like jamar hamlin is in the building yes if they show him in the stadium in any capacity it will blow the doors off of this place jamar hamlin just showed up and it looks like his mom and his little brother is there. Oh, we love to see it. Stay tuned. It's the Bengals. Bills coming up on CBS. Good job. His little brother. How old is he? It's like a 20-year gap between him and his little brother. Mark Hamlin returned to the facility this week. Sean McDermott telling us it was so good to have him around. He told us it's baby steps right now. It's all completely up to Hamlin, how involved he wants to be every day. A spokesperson close to the family said despite being out of the hospital, he still has a lengthy recovery. He requires oxygen and he has his heart rate monitored regularly. But he is upbeat. He's positive. And I was told he has a big smile. Jamar stood up, right? Yeah, he did. This is it right here. What a scene. Oh, that's just, how, just, how does anybody know that's actually him? Exactly. So Demar Hamlin's dad. Beautiful, triumphant story that galvanized this entire nation. Oh. Let's say that's what everybody's been saying is like, um, like look at this. <laughs> what the fuck is going on right there? <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, that is bizarre. And his hand doesn't. Is that his hand there? Yeah. I mean, supposedly that's his hand. You know, it's like he doesn't have a glove on because that looks like a white hand. That's what I thought too when I saw this. Like just looking at the face here, I thought that that kind of looks like a white dude. And then you see it again when. Uh, well, if they're going to impersonate him, they would have at least gotten a black dude to do it. I don't know. I mean, oh, unless, he looks white there too. Unless it's just like a full face ski mask, in which case, what the what the actual fuck, right? Like somebody else pointed out, like why did he come in separate from his family? Like why don't you ever see his family, like actually with him? Uh, you know, it's why do they have him like up in this booth all by himself? I mean, I guess that's supposedly this is his brother there. But, like you never see his face. You never, never see anything. Like, why is he? Okay, that is fucking Why weird. is he in this booth <laughs> by himself or, you know, with his little brother wearing a mask and got the hood on and everything else? Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, they're indoors and he's dressed like he's going outside in like fucking alaska i mean okay. i get it it was snowing in buffalo for the whole game but you know he wasn't on the field so yeah he was inside uh okay yeah that was a little weird <laughs> oh geez. Is it, right? that is weird i don't know why they would fucking do that and like i don't know you'd think they'd want to talk to him i don't know i don't know what to think anymore but the conspiracy theories that i've been encountering over the last month or so even by so-called conspiracy theorist standards are starting to like run amok a little bit, but it's hard to, you know, I, I can't rule anything out at this point. I really can't. The, the thing that was on my docket for today was this project Veritas video that they just released. You know, I really, I really hate how fucking edited all these project Veritas videos are. We're, we're going to play this one and go through it. But it, it's pretty incredible, even if it's highly edited. Some of the things that this guy's saying. So this guy, uh, he worked for Pfizer. I forget exactly what his job was, but I think they'll tell us in the video. And he's admitting to some of the stuff that they're admitting to is just like, yeah, no shit. This is a cash cow for Pfizer. Like, who could have seen that coming? But the other, the the biggest admission, I think, is in the beginning of this video, we can go ahead and roll it in a second, is that they're basically engaging in uh, gain-of-function research. Imagine. So it's, uh, yeah. Surprise, surprise. So his name is Jordan Tristan Walker, Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, and in mRNA Scientific Planning. 
And we got the video right here. We'll go ahead and pull up. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID. Well, that's not what we say to the public. No, don't tell anyone to tell you. You're going to tell you. You know how the virus can mutate them? Yeah. One of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it on its own so we can focus on identically developing vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutate it. Be like very controlled to make sure that the virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it's going everywhere. It's the way that the virus started. It moved To be honest, like, it's, it makes no sense that this virus will out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker, a director of research and development strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning. Go ahead and pause it for a second. It sounds like gain of function to me. Um, he's going to go on to say that it's not gain of function. He calls it like evolutionary something. Dude, this is fucking crazy. The idea that the company that's going to to manufacture and sell you the the vaccine is going to start creating mutations to a virus so that they can create a vaccine for it and then sell it to you. This is where we're at. I mean, it's one thing to have a fucking lab in China be doing this thing, you know, and we're, you know, we're funding it. Fauci's funding all of this gain of function research. This is like a whole nother level of fucking unbelievable corruption. So they're going to the, the virus isn't mutating enough for them, apparently. And they want to get ahead of the, the curve because one of the problems with the vaccine is by the time they develop it, it's already mutated again. And the, the vaccine's worthless. That's right. You know, if you not like that, ever stop them from if you selling. already know what the next mutation that's going to hit is and you've already developed the vaccine for it. Then you can be ahead of the curve instead of playing catch up, you know, because it's it's like we we've made this reference before, but it's like with the flu shot. Like every year they take the flu, they make this flu shot from a combination of the most prevalent flu strains from the year before. And usually it's got about a 42 to 48 percent effect effectiveness like uh, against the current flu because it's based on last year's. So they're always behind on the flu shot. And it's the same thing for the COVID vaccine. Like they're they're always basing it off of whatever the last thing was. So the effectiveness against whatever the next thing is is unknown. But if they already know what the next thing what the next thing is and they've already made the vaccine for it, then don't have to worry. They can get ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. It's like, well, if you're gonna mutate it yourselves, why don't you just pretend that you mutated it yourself and develop the vaccine for that mutation? Like, I don't know exactly how this thing works, but like, I, I like I feel like if you can force it to mutate on your own, can't you just design a vaccine based off of the the mutation? You don't actually have to make it mutate. See, I, I, what I, I want to know is whenever they start doing the testing, is do more of the cats die? From the mutated COVID strain or from the mutated vaccine? Because, you know, the uh, the animal testing on the vaccines over the last 20 years was not, not great. So so what's, what's it going to be like for this, the mutated right. strains that they're messing with? Yeah. Well, and it's, of course, it's, it's almost a, a distinction without a difference because everybody that takes the vaccine also gets COVID. So I don't know how you can even separate out uh, what, you know, what's causing what at this point i mean I it's really all so see, fucking ridiculous i really want to see a statistical analysis of all the people who got the vaccine and how many of them never actually got covid yeah and, and i mean and i bet you could put that number side by side with all of the people who didn't get the vaccine and all of the people who also didn't get covid of that group and i i, I would be willing to bet it's probably similar number or similar uh like percentages yeah yeah. So, I mean, this is just absolutely insane to me. The the fact that it's a good thing you didn't create a new YouTube channel yet. This would absolutely get taken down. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> it, it's just so fucking crazy, though, that they can get away with this. Um, And, you know, we have I have some tweets from fucking Pocahontas on this. She's her and Bernie Sanders have been complaining about Pfizer wanting to increase the the, the price of of the Pfizer vaccine we can talk a little bit about that later but it's like dude 
it it already was a cash cow because the government fucking forced this shit down everybody's throats and propagandized the entire world to take it um and funded all of it too by the way so taxpayers funded it and then they fucking used um the entire corporate press and the the propaganda wings of the, the biggest government on the planet to um advertise for the the vaccines they did they did everything for these companies they covered all of their overhead they did all the marketing uh, they did the distribution like the the Pfizer didn't have to do anything except manufacture this uh this vaccine and now they're complaining about all the profits Pfizer's making and is that enough for Pfizer no 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 they need to uh they need to start creating more mutations so that they can sell more vaccines and of course the politicians who were completely shilling for Pfizer for the entirety of 2021 and most of 2022 are now the ones who are complaining about how much money they're making yeah. Oh, it's unfucking believable. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. Let me just pull up this stupid fucking Elizabeth Warren tweet because it drives me crazy. What'd she fucking say? Um, well, what was it? Pfizer's uh, Pfizer's like increasing the cost of the vaccine by like it's going to be like eight times more expensive or something. It's like, yeah, which because because they think that that's the value that it brings. Uh, I said, yeah, I mean, you're eight times more likely to have a heart attack. So obviously they should charge you eight times more than what they have. <laughs> um, oh, man, where did that tweet go? God damn it. Oh, I know why. Hang on. There we go. Oh, God damn it. We are all over it today. I, I had it up. Yeah, so. Uh, oh, this was Moderna that she was complaining about. I beg your pardon. It wasn't Pfizer. <laughs> I'm sure Moderna is not engaging in any of the, the same uh, practices here that would, if anybody else tried to fucking do this that hasn't lobbied the government for fucking probably trillions of dollars over the years, you'd be thrown in prison or something like that. But it's perfectly fine. Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine developed with taxpayer dollars helped the company rake in billions. Now they want to make even more by raising the price. It's like, this is literally uh, what I do. I was like, this is the equivalent. This is the pharmaceutical equivalent of the government uh, complaining about ISIS. Like after you fucking funded and created all this shit. Now you're complaining that it's it's out of control. It's really fucking unbelievable. But so they're not calling it gain of function research now. Of course, he, he did one of these like uh, Fauci dances. Go ahead. Do you still have the video that you can pull up? Calls it something something else. And I forget the term that he used for it. Direct evolution. Yeah, that's the one. And just skip the fucking... Uh, they keep cutting to like this commentary. If you can just skip past that. Sounds like gain of function today. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's what's right. It's like, yeah. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain of function research of the viruses, but yeah, they're definitely not. But you do like these like selected special mutations to try to keep it being more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research on money about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks to think Jesus Christ. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all. It's good for the government. It's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. It's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad for everybody else? This is the regulators of the blue eyed gloves. Know that once they stop being a regulator, they want to come work for the company. Then I got to be a smart company. If this is the quality of that's another wonderful admission, the statists of the world would tell you that we have to have an FDA. We have to have all these government regulators in place because otherwise they'd be poisoning us with food and drugs that would make us sick. um, And it would just be, you know, unfettered capitalism run amok. Now, Contrast that with what we actually have now. We have we have an FDA in place. We have uh, the CDC. We have all of these fucking bureaucrats and regulators in place, not just in the pharmaceutical industry, but in the um, 
finance as well. Like you saw this with the regulators in the in in the wake of the the 2008 financial crisis. They were marking all of those fucking uh, piece of shit the subprime mortgages AAA and all the mortgage backed securities that were full of subprime mortgages AAA. And there's this, they call it this revolving door and they have these revolving door policies in place where you're not allowed to go work for a company after you have a a government position as one of these regulators. Even when I used to work for a company that would get government contracts, uh, I had to keep signing shit, revolving door things. Like I had to wait like three years or something to get a job with somebody else. And the... The biggest thing that I could do in that position was like give somebody a fucking tax credit or something to build a a, a building. You know, this is so much worse than that. And they're it, not only are they doing it, but they'll admit to it on camera. It's like, oh, yeah, well, um, this is horrible for the American people because all of these regulators that are supposed to be the watchdogs keeping uh, keeping these uh, evil pharmaceutical companies in check. Well, it turns out that they just they regulate them for a little bit and then they go work for Pfizer. They go work for Moderna. They're more likely to not be as harsh regulate. If you want to work for fucking Pfizer, then you don't regulate the shit out of them. I mean, you you just you you let a couple things slide. You you know, they take you out to lunch, whatever, and uh, you take it easy on them in exchange for a a job in the future. Right. It doesn't look good on your resume if you show up and they're like, oh, you're that fucker that was dinging us for all the shit we were doing. Like, no, we, we're not letting you in. You're going to end up being a whistleblower. Like, yeah. Or even if they are, like, let's say they were like the best regulator ever, then they're even more incentivized to bribe them to come over to Pfizer's end so that they don't have to deal with you. And so it's like, it, you know, it just can't work. It, one way or another, it's not going to work because if you are a really good regulator, they will fucking steal you over to their side with, you know, untold amounts of money. You know, everybody's got a fucking price. And if you aren't a good regulator, well, then, then you're incentivized to, uh, you know, cut them a few breaks so that they give you uh, something on the back end. It's, it's great. It's. I mean, it's generally speaking, the way government works is like Lloyd Austin being a general in the Pentagon and then retire, retiring and going to work for Raytheon, only to be brought back as the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a revolving door. And no matter what they do, they can put in any regulation they want. These people find a way around it. It just shows you how unworkable it is. And... We're just starting to find out all the things that are going wrong with these vaccines and all these other drugs. They have a horrible track record as it is. I mean, how much worse could the vaccine be for people if there was no um, government regulatory body in place? Well, and like on that topic, there's more stuff that's been coming out about like antidepressants and stuff. Um, There was stuff that came out like back, I think it was in November, early December, about how depression is not caused by a chemical imbalance and so all these antidepressants that they're putting on putting people on to treat the chemical imbalance aren't actually doing anything because chemical imbalance isn't what causes depression openly admitting this but then in the same breath saying but that doesn't mean you should stop taking your antidepressants because well we've created such a dependence on them that if you stop taking them you're actually going to have an even worse time of things so so don't don't stop taking them they're not helping you but don't stop taking them because that'll really hurt you. Well, there's been more stuff that's come out about that over the last month or so. Like the uh, like this stuff does not do anything that they say it does. It's all terrible. It all does the exact opposite. And I don't understand how all of this information is just out there and constantly more of it is coming out. And people are still like, yeah, you should go get your vaccine. And, well, and it's the people that used to be so anti big pharma. And it took almost nothing for that. It took the flu for them to just start fucking carrying water for Pfizer. I know. What happened to all the anti-vax moms that were causing fucking measles outbreaks in elementary schools because they wouldn't get their kids measles vaccinations? But now they're all on board with the COVID shot? The fuck? Well, yeah. I mean, COVID-19 is the most serious fucking disease ever. 
I think measles is just a little bit worse. I might be wrong. Everything is like just about everything is worse for young, healthy people than than COVID-19. I mean, like you could seriously, if you didn't have a TV or the Internet, you would have no idea that COVID-19, that there's a new virus around, like going around. I guess maybe if you lost your sense of smell and taste, you'd be like, all right, that's never happened to me before. But the vast majority of people, you just be like, oh, yeah, I got like the flu or something. I'm a little sick. I'm a little under the weather. When I had it the first time, and I think the only time, I don't think I actually had it this over the summer when they said that I had it because I wasn't sick. I, anyway, uh, when I had when I had it the first time, it was in February of 2020 before it was actually a thing. And like we joked and we said that, oh, I've probably got the coronavirus. I'm going to die since it's killing everybody in China or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I ran. I ran a high fever. I had a whole lot of cough, like a, a whole lot of phlegm and mucus and stuff. Like I just coughed up shit nonstop for a week. And my sense of taste was completely gone. Like everything that I normally love tasted terrible. And it was awful. A week after a week of laying on the couch with a fever, I was fine. I was back to normal. Like it was like nothing happened. And and when I had gone to the doctor, they said it's a. Uh, they tested me for strep, pneumonia, flu, and something else. And uh, everything came back negative. And they're like, whatever it is, it's just some nasty bug. You just have to let it run its course. And yeah. I, I mean, like, we've had nasty bugs forever. You know, like, you're going to get sick. And some people, I mean, it did hit certain people harder than it hit others. Even young, healthy people were, like, knocked on their ass for a week or so. Uh, so like, I'm not saying it, like you don't get sick from it, but the idea that it's this thing that we need to rearrange the entire world for and fund these new experimental um, vaccines, so-called vaccines, and just bend over and take it up the ass from all of these fucking pharmaceutical companies is, is insane. There's no justification for this whatsoever based on the the severity of this virus. There just isn't. Um, you, you'd think that it would take something a little more than what we got for people to completely abandon everything that they believe in. But you know, the propaganda is strong. And they, they still, I mean, this is to, to see what... The fucking balls on the Pfizer's of the world to go. Yeah, yeah. Now we got we have to actually uh, mutate this ourselves now so that we can create more vaccines to sell to people. And you, you think they're going to make less virulent um, and powerful um, mutations? Of course not. They're going to try to make them worse so that people are more afraid and more inclined to get vaccinated from them, regardless of whether or not the vaccine is safe and effective. Um, it's, it's, it got so much harder to um, coerce people into getting vaccinated, the more mild COVID became over all the mutations. So you, why would they go ahead? If, speaking of the, like the fear mongering propagandist type stuff, have you seen, there's been a lot of talk over the last several months, I guess, I guess as um, I know the boosters have not been popular, like uh, first two shots had a really high, like, um, I don't know, success rate isn't the right word, but uh, people compliance, <laughs> yeah, compliance. Uh, first, first two shots had a very high compliance rate and then the third shot or the first booster, whatever you want to call it, it's a significant drop off. And then every booster from that is just more and more and more drop off. And um, so over the last several months, I've seen a lot of talk about coronavirus being found in like big cats in zoos and like dogs and cats, like house pets on like farm type animals there's been more talk of the avian flu stuff all of these things are completely normal corona there was there have always been coronavirus shots for house cats dogs farm animals like this these this thing has existed for forever literally forever it's part of their like for uh for like 
sheep, goats, and cows. It's part of their just like regular shot schedule. Um, but now they've re- been reporting on this stuff a whole bunch because they're trying to make you think that coronavirus is like running rampant through everything. And now it's, and it's going to create like these new things. N- never mind that they don't ever mention in any of these articles that the dog, cat, horse, sheep, coronavirus is not transmissible to humans in any way like but they do talk about how all of these animals are getting it now and you and they're having to be vaccinated and so you know it's really it's really going nuts be afraid be very afraid (laughs) yeah i'm I'm so much more afraid of what the government is going to come come up with as a solution to these a so-called solution to these problems than i am the actual problem Dude, the amount of corruption. Well, let's see. Let's go ahead and play some more of the uh, some more of this video because I think it goes on for another couple of minutes. Let's see what else this guy will cop to. What is Pfizer doing? I guess to optimize, you know, the vaccines now. Well, we actually have a meeting about that today, so there's a lot. Really, they're doing. Uh, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this. We're storing, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're storing is, like, why do we just mutate it on its own? So we just have to create new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Yeah. Okay. So like, do we want to do this? So that's like one of these are considering. Okay. Like the future, like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay. So Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID. Well, that's not what we say to the public. No. That's why it was like a thought that came up in a meeting and we were like, why why do we not? It was like we're gonna consider that with more discussion. Okay. And exactly after right? we were like, wait a minute, wait, what that? That's right. It appears that Pfizer is internally discussing the possibility of mutating the COVID virus themselves in order to tailor a vaccine to sell to the public. Yeah, I hate these fucking videos, man. I really, I like what they're going for. I just, I hate the way they fucking put it together. It drives me crazy. And it makes me skeptical. Like, why didn't he just let that guy keep talking when he asked him the question? When they they cut to all this different shit and they repeat that. It's like, whatever. Um, well, you know, before before he got nuked off of Twitter, I almost had James O'Keefe set up to do a, an interview with you. Maybe I can... Maybe we can get the Project Veritas guys to, to do an interview, and then you can just grill them on that. I'm like, why do you think your video is so shitty? Do better. Yeah, I, I can't be the only one that's bugged by that. Like, I just want to see the fucking video. I don't need the commentary, and I don't need them saying, like, well, this is what we asked them, and then, here, listen to his response. And he clearly wasn't responding to the fucking question that the guy asked right before that. I don't know. But, yeah, the fact that they're... These meetings must be hilarious to sit in, like all these fucking evil people coming up with ways ways to make more fucking money by selling drugs to people. Do you remember the FDA panel whenever the FDA was considering approving uh, emergency authorization use for the boosters? Um, Because at the time it had only been the they only had the EAU for the initial two shots. The booster was not approved. And so they had, even though they were pushing the booster, it had it wasn't approved. So they were they were having their meetings with the FDA to to talk about um why the booster was necessary and look at like the research that they had done for how the booster how effective the booster was and everything. The people on the board of the FDA were like calling all of these Pfizer execs to the carpet. They're like, well, what about this research? What about this research that's showing that you're not having any luck with this stuff even working anyway, much less the need for there to be a, boost, a booster? Or what about the, like, they were really going hard after them. And then at the end of that, they declined to give emergency authorization use for the booster. Uh, like a week and a half later, three or four people resigned from the FDA board. They brought it back up for review and approved it for 65 and up 
And then within a month after that, they did like full booster authorization. But all the people who were like pushing back on it from the FDA ended up resigning from that board and then started to go work for Pfizer. (laughs) Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do remember all those resignations. There was something super fishy going on with that. And it's just like, dude, even if you're watching like, uh, I don't know, like a financial show, like CNBC or something like that, they'll have somebody on. And, you know, if they're, you know, if they work for like a certain company and they're pushing that stock, it's like, oh, you're just talking your book. <laughs> like you're, you're pushing the things that you benefit from other people buying. Like how on earth are we going to trust pharmaceutical companies to develop a fucking, a, a vaccine for some, like, of course they're going to have boosters. Why wouldn't they just want to have this cash cow in perpetuity? Like what, even if they could design a vaccine that was just one shot and you're done forever, why would they? Well, and the research is always going to show that it's safe and effective because they conduct their own research on their own vaccines. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna put out a you know a, a research study that shows that this thing actually like killed ten out of ten cats that we tested it on. Like, <laughs> no, know. no, of course not. And, and so yeah, yeah, I just I, I can't imagine being one of these people that's like oh yeah we should we should entrust these pharmaceutical companies to do this kind of thing and uh to give them taxpayer funding like elizabeth warren uh warren is lamenting it's like yeah maybe you shouldn't have done that like what did you think they were gonna do all you've done for your like half your fucking career in bernie sanders is complain about the cost of fucking drugs I mean, every other fucking tweet out of that guy is about the cost of healthcare and these fucking greedy pharmaceutical companies. And then a new strain of the flu comes around and it's like, oh, let's give them fucking trillions of dollars and shield them from liability, give them everything they want, do their marketing for them, push it on the fucking American, force people to take their fucking drugs and then lament the fact that they're going to raise the price later on. And, you know, there were smart people like two and a half years ago who were out here saying maybe we shouldn't be dumping billions of dollars into the pharmaceutical industry to have them create this thing. You know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe if they if they actually are doing it, they should do it. Them da- do it their damn selves and not take all this, you know, public funding. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that. I mean, at a minimum, I would say that it's like they need to fucking spend the money to do the research and development. And uh, not just get a fucking blank check from the government via the taxpayer to uh, do whatever the fuck they're doing. And then, of course, it's never going to be enough for them. I mean, I, you know, if I was a a fucking evil uh, pharmaceutical guy, I wouldn't want to just be one and done with this. No, no, I'd want to I'd want to keep pushing it on people. I want to keep finding ways to do it again over and over and over again. I mean. The, it's the old uh, a patient cured is a customer lost. You know, a pandemic that ends means the funding dries up. Yeah, we want this. We we got to create we got to create new, more potent strains of this virus so that we can keep this uh, cash cow rolling forever. Exactly right, and well, they so and because you know we create these emergencies. That gives government unrestrained powers it would never have. And these pharmaceutical companies, it's like all the red tape that would prevent them from doing something is cut. So, yeah, now now we have this incestuous relationship between big business and big government. And they're just going to work to create perpetual emergencies because they both benefit from it. That, That would never happen in a fucking free market system. It wouldn't. It's the military-industrial complex and all of the never-ending wars, except that the pharmaceutical lobby is actually about three times as large as the military lobby. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that you know, that's the other thing that just drives me fucking up the wall about this whole system. It's like we just accept that we have these lobbyists. It's like, wait a minute. So we just gonna we're just gonna have people that pay off fucking politicians to get their their language into this legislation. 
And we're just okay. Like, this is the system that we're going to be okay with. That we're just going to have organized, uh, legalized corruption and bribery. Well, and I, that's- I think, I think people really underestimate the size of the pharma lobby, uh, pharmaceutical lobby. Like it is literally the biggest and it's not even close. Like if you asked a, if you asked a, like a, just a run of the mill lefty, they would probably tell you that like the NRA and the gun lobby is something huge. I don't think it even cracks top 15. Like it's, it's nothing. It's a nothing burger. Like the military industrial complex and all of that. I I think it's like fourth or fifth. uh, It's the pharmaceutical lobby. Right. Is at look the at top the, and it's not even close. Yeah. Look at the look at the spending and the fucking federal budgets. I mean, the the mil it's all military, Medicare, Medicaid, all it's it's healthcare and fucking military. So it makes sense that they'd have the biggest lobbyists because there's the most money to be fucking gained from it. And it's just, oh my God, I, I cannot believe that people still buy into this system. And they, they trust them. They trust the government more than they trust just like some guy who's starting a business to, to provide you with something. Oh no, he's evil. He's greedy. The government, no, no, they're, they're, they're just fine. You know, yeah, sure. We have all of these lot. We, we would just call them lobbyists because that sounds, I guess, better. We, but we, like they have this system in place where we literally just take fucking bribes out in the open. Remember the, uh, the meme that's, it was like politicians should be like NASCAR drivers and they have to wear all their sponsors on there. Like, yeah. They should have to wear a jacket that has all of their lobbyists, <laughs> like, yeah. like sponsors. So you know who's, know who's buying and paying for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that other one where they shouldn't be taking an oath of office. They should be signing like legally binding contracts. Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, I swear to uphold the blah, 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 blah. It's like, what is that? Right. That's nothing. <laughs> Make these motherfuckers put pen to paper and on it, it says you uphold the you uphold all of these things or we gulag your ass. Because uh, because as it stands, if they don't do any of those things, they resign and get a slap on the wrist. Like maybe a fine. If that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, man. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, shit. Yeah, I wanted to talk about something else. I, I know we have the Donald Trump back, but uh, about the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, the military stuff, because we're sending a bunch more fucking tanks to uh, to Ukraine. That was another that's the, another big story, I guess, that was over the last couple of days. So we sent them a bunch of tanks and surprise, surprise, that's not enough for them. Now they want planes again. Okay. I mean, like. How many of these tanks and planes are going to end up on fucking Syrian and Libyan black markets and end up in the, I mean, maybe not the planes. I don't know if the Taliban is really interested in trying to learn how to fly, but, you know, uh, I mean, at least not in that capacity. Like, the, Well, they'd like to take off. They don't really care about landing. So, like, they they only need those, like, single-use planes. They don't, they don't need the ones that have landing gear. So. But, uh, right. you know, but the tanks and stuff, like, I mean, they're... There are probably some Middle Eastern warlords that would love to get themselves an Abrams tank. And for the right price, Ukraine is willing to sell that to you. Yeah. And dude, the incentives are just like, of course, it's never going to be enough for him. Just like it's never going to be enough for Pfizer. And it's never going to be enough for the fucking government. Uh, Talking about taxation. I mean, no matter how much they take in in taxes, they spend more than that. And then they need more. And they just keep going back to the fucking well until it's dry. Uh, Ukraine's going to do the same thing. Pfizer's going to do the same thing. I, we, the only way to stop it is when we fucking stop it ourselves. Like we have to just, the system has to end. It, it's unsustainable. And it's just, it's, it's just a terrible way of doing things. Just think about the incentive structure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we gave us, you know, tens, twenties, forty trillion, forty billion dollars, a hundred billion altogether, or something. I forget what what's up to now. And now we're, you know, we've given them arms. Now we're giving them fucking tanks. Now we're we're sending troops over there. Then there's okay, yeah. So he's gonna ask for planes next, of course. So Lloyd Austin was like leading the charge that we needed to be sending these tanks, these Abrams tanks over to to Ukraine. So I had to go look because. For me, you know, my mind being where it is, 
As soon as I see Lloyd Austin is suggesting we send them tanks, I'm like, all right, who develops these fucking Abrams tanks? I was like, be Raytheon, be Raytheon, be Raytheon. It's actually General Dynamics, and he hasn't had any dealings with them that I, any in any official capacity that I could find, which was it was a little bit of a letdown. I was really, That's really surprising. hoping. Man, I yeah. was really hoping too. He's got maybe he's got the 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 next thing to come down the pike. Maybe he's got a, a kickback on the uh, the F-16s or whatever. <laughs> he's like, let's get these tanks out of the way. He'll ask for these planes next. I don't know, man. It, the whole thing is just fucking crazy to me. And I don't understand what the what the goal is here for the American people to keep supporting this. And like, what do you think is going to happen if we keep sending them money and weapons and essentially fighting a war against Russia? I, this is not a good idea. And it certainly has nothing to do. Did we talk about? Oh, that that was the the other thing that we I uh, had saved for today was um, that article that came out about all of the Ukrainian officials that had to resign because they've been spending a bunch of money on things. Do we have that article up? Uh, I don't have it. I don't. Yeah. So it turns out I do have it. Give me. I mean, I don't know how anybody could have seen this coming, but. All of this money that's been going over to Ukraine, the yeah, I guess the money that didn't make it back to funding the Democratic Party, <laughs> um, all these Ukrainian officials got busted buying fucking houses, expensive cars, going on vacation, living like fucking kings while the rest of the country suffers and the rest of the, the people in this country are living fucking paycheck to paycheck, can't afford eggs. Yeah, there we go. And you know, Ukraine what? rocked by corruption scandal. <laughs> rocked, yeah. Nobody could have seen this coming. Wave of top officials resigned. Sports cars, mansions, and luxury vacations as people suffered. It's like I can assure you that Ukraine was not rocked by this. They're used to it. This is like par for the course. <laughs> yeah, That's, I've yeah. mentioned this before. Like the reason that Ukraine has never been allowed into the UN or NATO prior to everything that's going on with Russia right now is because they were literally the most corrupt country on the fucking planet. You, the UN and NATO would not let Ukraine anywhere near them because they were so corrupt. But you know, all you need is a little Russian aggression and a narrative to push and all that changes. But yeah, apparently this is the, the biggest mass resignation on record. Some dozen officials have quit their posts after a huge political shakeup over allegations and probes into cases ranging from bribery, mismanagement of aids and funds, uh, aid funds, purchasing of food, embezzlement, driving expensive cars. I don't I don't even know what to say about this at this point, other than we told you so. We fucking told you so. And is this going to stop them from getting be like no? It's not going to stop the, the U.S. from giving them more money because the government doesn't give a shit what they do with the money. They, they like having the ability to give money and have it come with strings attached. So this is all about. We talked about this several months ago. Like there were there were already reports that a lot of this money that was being sent to Ukraine was ending up in the hands of like major like oligarchs who were then turning around and going and buying like whiskey resorts and stuff like that. Like this is, this isn't new. I don't, how many times does this thing have to be reported before all the people who fly the Ukraine flag in their bio realize, man, this is like just a giant money laundering service. Yeah. If you're still supporting Ukraine, you still stand with Ukraine. You're a lost cause. You're just, I don't even know how to describe you. Just part of the fucking prop. You're a useful idiot. You are the most useful idiot and they're depending on you to keep their fucking schemes running. And they'll probably get you all riled up about, you know, Donald Trump being back on Facebook. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're giving fucking billions of dollars to these fucking corrupt officials and uh, potentially starting World War Three. Okay. Yeah. But the real outrage is that Donald Trump's going to be allowed to lie on Facebook and incite insurrections. Is he actually going to come back to Facebook? Because he hasn't come back to Twitter yet, even though he's been reactivated. I, I, 
Yeah. I, I mean, like, was I he ever like really on? I don't know that I, I never really paid attention to him on Facebook. Like I know there was a Donald Trump Facebook page, but I I don't really know. I it's definitely where the boomers reside. Uh, we only use Facebook for the the private Facebook group and the the meme stream. I, I just use it for memes. That's it. And every every couple of weeks they they fucking kick me off for a meme about Hunter Biden from a year ago. I feel like he's. I feel like Trump is just like doubling and tripling down on Truth Social. Like I don't think he's trying to do any other social media platforms for the time being, but. I mean, I could yeah, well, it's quite the conundrum for him because like like we talked about, like he has to either admit that his uh, tremendous social media platform is an abject failure and he has to go back with his tail between his legs to Twitter and Facebook or um, he won't just he won't be able to fucking communicate with nearly as many people as he wants to running for president. Did you see where he's been shilling the vaccine again? Like he is. I don't know how his presidential run is going to go this time around, because if he keeps doubling down on the vaccine stuff, he's going to lose his base real quick. If he hasn't, I don't, why people are still like glomming onto him. I cannot for the life of me understand. Like he, they should have moved on already, but yeah, after his most recent, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go very well for him. Yeah. I, I can, I can't see a way that he, that he can overcome everything now. And even if he did, there's just there's no way they would let him back into the White House. They'd figure something out. I forget. I think it was. Um, yeah, it, it might have been. Was it last Friday when we did? Yeah, we did a, a happy hour. And uh, somebody was talking about how like if uh, this is a pretty funny analogy, you know, if it was like a video game, you know, like a, an old wrestling game or something or like a Madden game, you'd have to like unlock 2016 Donald Trump because he would be like the fucking badass one. Nobody would be playing with 2023 Donald Trump because his stat like he's just old now and his stats are no good. He's lost a step. 2016 Donald Trump, like when they play these cl- these old clips and these old tweets of his, like he was fucking bringing it. He's fucking hilarious dude those debates that he was doing were so goddamn funny but i think it's just it's too far gone now we've had way too big of a sample size of him not delivering not winning um, not being tremendous that uh i can't see him getting elected again yeah I, I just don't see any way he makes it through especially if he has to go up in a primary against desantis and some other like some of the others who have been on the spotlight, like actually saying the right things and and being being based Republican types instead of whatever it is he's been doing. Like he's yeah, I mean, he had way too many appointments that were just dog shit. He kept Fauci, huh? Like he he really and you know he was at the helm of all of this stuff when the crazy COVID shit started, and he did not handle it very well. So I think uh, yeah. Pushing, pushing the vaccine and Operation Warp Speed and all that shit, not going to work out too well. Anyway, uh, we should probably get out of here on that. What was say Thursday? We do have uh, an interview coming. I'm going to be recording that later this afternoon, less than an hour actually, and uh, I'll probably release that this weekend. So it'd be three episodes this week, as per my guarantee. <laughs> um. I don't really have anything else going on except for the, uh, the sub stack. Make sure you guys subscribe to that and check that out. I'll be putting out some more content probably uh, tomorrow for that. I put out an article yesterday, I think, maybe the day before. I can't remember. All these days just blend together. That's been uh, that's been fun for me. I don't know what you got going on. I will be having... Uh, so I had to reschedule with Don the Pleb. He got sick last time we were supposed to do it. So Sunday night, we will be... Don the Pleb, take two. That'll be live on uh, all of my YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I believe we said we're going to do it at 7 p.m., so that's 7 Central. Sunday night is football night. Sunday night will be me and Don the Pleb talking about politics and and the culture wars and stuff. Well, all right. There you go. So if if we got a dog shit football game, and we probably will, you can... uh, Go check, go on over to Justin's YouTube channel that he's so fucking proud of and uh, check that out. Must be nice. You can just put the game on over here and mute it and then listen to us because we're not going to be that great to look at. 
but you want to hear what we're saying. Whereas the football game, that's going to be where you want to be like watching. Sounds good. All right. So don't forget to uh, follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Check out the Substack. I'll link to that in the description and you can become a supporting listener of the show. That will also be linked to that will get you into the Friday night happy hours. And uh, we'll do one of those a week from this Friday. We do them every other week. They are a lot of fun. We had a lot of um, old faces last week. It was interesting because the the normal regulars didn't show up, and people that I hadn't talked to in months were all were, they were all there. So uh, you missed you missed the good one. Hopefully next hopefully next week I'll be able to actually be on. I'll be at work, but last week at work it was there was no fucking way. I'd, I was really trying and it didn't work, yeah. but I think our schedule is starting to kind of calm back down and get back to normal. So next week I should be able to. Sounds good. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back next week with a new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.